I'm just trying to get canceled again. <laughs> Dude, okay. CM Punk blocked you. Dude, so does Xavier Woods. Deserve. I'm so bummed They blocked that. you? On Twitter. You kind of deserve Xavier Woods. Not really. Why did I you didn't say anything. What did you do to him? He commented about how he had sex with Paige. <laughs> I didn't comment that. Rich commented on it. No, blame him for that. I didn't say anything. Blame him for that. I just replied and said true, and then he blocked me. And CM Punk blocked me like four years ago. That's part of the problem. Because he knew you were a fucking Mark-ass bitch. (laughs) Speaking of CM Punk. All right, ready? What do you think of Girl on the Third Floor? It was so sick. Okay. All right, cool. Are we going to do an intro? Okay. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Los Ringobernables podcast. Uh, I'm... Roberto, and I was actually the secret general manager. Fuck people power. Hey, everyone. I'm Drew, and um, Jeff Hardy wears trip pants to cover up his giant hatchet man on his thigh. <laughs> Once again, I'm Bryson, and I'm still waiting for Piper Niven to hit my DMs. All right, and then we have uh, two guests here. Go ahead and introduce yourselves. Uh, I'm Chris, a.k.a. Young Sleep, a.k.a. The Hand That May Young Birth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I'm Jesse, and I'm Eliza's personal stylist. Hell yeah. So, sick. So sick. <laughs> All right, so we have a theme today, which we, is sick. We do. We're going to be talking about tag teams. Um, tag teams are sick. Tag, tag team wrestling so is sick. sick. Uh, but let's talk about Twitter news first. Dana Brooke and Batista are going to get it on. Shout out to them. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to GIFs. I want Shout that sex tape to happen so bad. <laughs> Hey, she no, will be able funny. to tell us how big is Batista's dick. Finally, we'll get some answers. <laughs> oh my god. The the true investigative reporter that is Dana Brooke. <laughs> Dave Batista makes an entrance to the bedroom. Who is he? Dave Batista or Drax? Or Drax. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of I the don't day. know, they both have 17-inch dicks. So. <laughs> I mean you can't lose at that point. At the end of the day, they're Kamal Najiani's best friend. <laughs> I stand that relationship. Also, the they both um, drive him to set. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's it. Any other Twitter news that was important? I mean, other than that, that Corey Graves is a giant piece of shit. Fuck Corey Graves. Um, Straight up. Yeah, he's a piece of shit and should keep, him out, keep his mouth shut. Um, Marvin Allen should uh, take a kendo stick to Corey Graves. Tomorrow, throughout. everybody here loves you. Yes. yes. So sick. So sick. All right. Oh, and then MJF. MJF. MJF is <laughs> the not ground. fighting Cody Rhodes. Yeah, he is not fighting Cody Rhodes after November. The greatest heel. All right. Up. So this week we had Raw. Um, up first we had Seth Rollins cutting a corny promo. He's a <laughs> fucking dork. Huge dork. Um, Seth Rollins. Big big fucking. Seth. Yeah. Cat Bosch. He called out uh, Charlotte <laughs> Flair and said that she's not a real Flair. Whatever, fucking dumb. Whatever that means. It's like fucking dumb. Everyone like Rick Flair's like actually to say not that her he's dad. Rick Flair's da- daughter. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's not a real Flair because she. she uh, that's actually not his real dad. Her, yeah. her real dad. And then um, I. Seth, this is real dumb. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Up next, there was a Lashley and Titus O'Neil match. Who Titus is? O'Neil still who wrestles. Literally, who fucking cares? Cool, I guess. Um, I skipped this match. Uh, Rusev got arrested, but like. Who cares? Um, Charlotte cut a promo on Asuka talking about how she's better, some bullshit. Um, getting mad about the green mist, which, like, that was a lot of mist. <laughs> I, she, I don't know. She takes fucking two or three capsules to the dude, fucking mouth and I just mean, spits yeah. it out. Yeah, dude. That's taking Bukaki to the next level right now. Bukaki, Kabuki. We're getting somewhere. Oh, my God. <laughs> God damn you. I hate you. And then up next, we had um, AJ Styles versus Carrillo. Creo got jumped by the Good Brothers. 
Uh, Mysterio came out and saved him. Uh, please bring me, give me an LWO with Mysterio in charge. An LWO, dude? A yeah. new LWO? A new LWO. Mysterio. 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 Um, Angel Garza. Angel Garza. I want him across brands. I want a Ooh. new LWO. So get like a Raul so Mendoza. Dominic can show up in NXT and they can start having him train. It'd be super sick. Except they wouldn't be as direct. Like I was calling it like the LWO. They'd call it like the Latino Club. No, like, I want it to be as Or like as the, the Lawnmowers United or some shit. Bad <laughs> <laughs> racist. Wait, didn't they have a gimmick like that? Already? Yeah, yeah, it was the Mexi Cools. The Mexi Cools, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, what happened in the AJ Styles and Carrillo match, um, Mysterio came out and saved him, and then Ricochet came out, and then Drew McIntyre came out, and then Randy Orton came out for some fucking reason. He's had 93 title opportunities. He doesn't need any more. He also said the N-word on Twitch. (laughs) (laughs) However, the interaction between Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton in that match got a pop out of me. Shout out to the Chops. Drew McIntyre's throwing Chops. UK Chops. Yeah, so before that happened, though, to set this up, AJ Styles and Carrillo had their match. The brother jumped him. (laughs) Injured Carrillo. Those four came out, and then it set up a fatal four-way between those four, and then AJ Styles was going to wrestle whoever won that four-way match immediately after. So it was Ricochet cutting a terrible promo. Um, <laughs> he has too high of a voice. Yeah. Um, he's still awkward. He still acts like a... He's not... He doesn't act like a wrestler on a microphone, and he just needs to not talk anymore. <laughs> Either and not talk super, or work on it, and because super we need one or the other. Fucking sucks. Yeah, I hate it. So. That, like, you know full that fucking like super like Yeah, it's fucking dumb. Did you know Britt Baker's a dentist? Luchasaurus has a master's degree? Yeah, did you know Luchasaurus has a master's degree? He's 65 million years old, guys. Respect him. Respect your... I mean... Well, you think at that age you would at least have a PhD, the fucking nerd. Seriously, okay, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, so we had a match with uh, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton. Uh, Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. Randy Orton got chopped by Drew McIntyre and sold it like a fucking champ. Chef's kiss to that. <laughs> Up next. <laughs> and then we had um, Ricochet and Mysterio putting on a hell of a match. Mysterio picked up the win and then took the U.S. title off of AJ. Did yes. either of them scene. actually hit the ground? Uh, no, they were located. <laughs> Chris Angel was in the front row captain. <laughs> It, it was like the, like a Dragon Ball Z fucking video game match where like yeah. they're all just levitating. They hit each other, but they just levitate the entire time. Yeah. Mind for the fact that there's... For, you mean Merch Freak? Merch Freak. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, we also had um, Seth Rollins versus um, Kevin Owens for the main event. And we also had... Um, I just forgot about this match, but we had um, Charlotte Flair versus Asuka. Asuka sprayed the mist again. She picked up the win. Kyrie Sane and her ran through the audience. Really cool. And, like now next, and now I think either, I think it's tomorrow, tomorrow yeah. the Kabuki Warriors are fighting Charlotte. Yeah, so that'll be Monday, December Sick. 2nd. Um, today's podcast episode. Yes, really cool. Um, we had Kevin Owens and Seth having a match. Whatever. It was good. It was and then good. AOP came out. Oh yeah, and beat up fucking Kevin. Because, and beat up Kevin Owens. Because um, that makes fucking sense. I was kind of upset that AOP didn't come out in their like full suits. Yeah. I, want them to I really wish they would have come suits. out in their suits too. That would have been super sick. Yeah. They could have gone like a lights off, lights on thing, and then. Yeah. But no, they just decided to fucking ambush because why not? Yeah. But now they're the exact same characters, just not with shirts. Yeah. So scale from one to ten, I rate this raw probably a five. Four. I'll give yeah. it a four. I would yeah. give it like a four. I didn't care that much. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was okay. an okay episode. Um. Up next, we had AW Dark. Um, it started off with Pentagon versus Trent. Super solid rep, super solid match. Yeah. They're great. They're um, both just individually just solid. Trent is, is very underrated as far as a singles competitor. Yeah. yeah. 
This was a really great episode, too. I liked it a lot. There was this super is the one where Trent picked up the win? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, Trent got the win. Um, so right now he's 1-1 one one right now in singles. Yeah, now he's yeah. facing uh, Phoenix on AW Dynamite this week. Yeah, and Pentagon's, and Pentagon's going to face uh, Christopher Daniels, Yeah, mm-hmm. which can be super sick. It's good that they're allowing these tag teams to still have singles. Yeah, except yeah. You know, I, don't want, I don't want to see the Young Bucks work as singles, guys. Dude, like but, that Nick ja- but that Nick solid. Jackson was super good, versus Phoenix yeah. match? Come on, super dude. Super sick. I just like the Young Bucks too much as a tag team. <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. I feel like that's not necessarily a bad thing to let them have singles matches. Yeah. I mean, as long as... I just don't want to see, like, a, one of the Young Bucks hold a fucking world title. <laughs> no. I don't think they're going to split up, especially with them having as much creative control as they do. Yeah. They're not going to do that. Especially at the rate uh, Nick Jackson hairline, hairline is feeding, dude. He's going to have it out of the job in a couple months. <laughs> no, dude. Bald, being bald and wrestling is sick again. I mean, no, he might bleed. just pull a LeBron James and get it back. Could you imagine one young buck having that beautiful head of hair and then Nick Jackson being bald? <laughs> 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 I'm still that wearing the exact same And it's the younger brother, the yeah. one that's bald. And they're yeah. trying to just pull and off the like, uglier Quinn one, too. Quinn uh-huh. is like, dude, you're, bro- you're bald. Yeah, yeah. he's the le- like the like the lower charismatic one too with that he is the more magical he's one, yeah he got kind of hit with the matt hardy board yeah oh yeah <laughs> no but he's he's definitely the jeff though nick is definitely the jeff yeah as far as true yeah, yeah. But he looks like matt hardy because he's kind of ugly no but he's blonde but he's still ugly whatever anyway up <laughs> well, next jeff had... isn't a fucking a dime a dozen either <laughs> Up next, we had the uh, Portuguese wrestler, the only wrestler from Portugal, I think, uh, Shauna and Big Swole having a match. It was solid. Um, it was kind of clunky. It was weird. Yeah. Big Swole's good, but, like, I want to see her get more wins. Like I was yeah. saying before, like, she could, like, Bryson brought up an idea when we were talking before that we recorded. Um, she could have a gimmick where she just turns heel and does this, like, Joshi killer, where she just destroys all the Joshi wrestlers. Because she's so big, and all the Joshi wrestlers are, like, 103 pounds max. Yeah. yeah. She can just eat them. Yeah, like, she could probably put on a hell of a match with, like, uh, Riho. Yeah, cool. like... But then that's only a matter of time before they book her with Nia Jax, and then we'll see what happens. You mean... Nia Jax. Or not, not Nia Jax, I mean... Fucking... Nia Rose. Rose yeah. thank you. Yeah. They um, just remind me of each other so much. Well, other than the fact that uh, Big Swole can work and Nia Rose can't... Oh, it's true. <laughs> it is true. Um, before this match started, um, there was a cool promo that I liked that I just remembered about. Uh, Shauna was talking about how she's been rejected and how a lot of pe- like promotions have said her body type is an issue and all this stuff. Um, Which is very weird because I don't think there's an issue with her body type whatsoever. I think she's a standard person, really. She was right about them teeth, though, and that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she claims to be an alien, bro. Do you think they're alien dentists? No, dude. Not the de- no, she's not the alien. No, but she can go no, to Britt Baker. She can go to Britt Baker. Don't you know she's yeah, a DMD? Right. Yeah. Yeah, she can but go to Britt Baker and then true. form a tag team, and then it's like the storyline about her going to her about fixing her teeth. Yeah. True. But it was cool because before this match started, they asked uh, Big Swole what she thought about it, and she's like, I just don't care. And she just went to the <laughs> ring and was like, I'm. Just, she just stayed as a heel and just like, fuck off. Like, I'm going to go win. And it was really cool. I just liked that she stayed heel. She did lose, which sucked, but... Um, there was a weird little transition she did too, where Shauna did a snap tra- snap suplex, and she had to like position her after they were already laying down to get the pin yeah. for the ref to actually start counting. Which like if you're the ref and you're involved, just start the fucking count. Yeah. There's enough botches, and you as the ref would be better to take like looking like you fucked up versus the wrestler. Oh, one hundred percent. So like I thought that was kind of an issue. Um, and then we had Awesome Kong, the hair collector, hair stylist, uh, versus the jobber, Leva Bates. <laughs> she was better off as blue pants. Dude, it's sad. Um, 
Uh, awesome Kong wore had like goofy boots and yeah. dick pads. They looked super fucking weird. They looked like, super weird on her. Yeah, they looked like they were like brown leather while the rest of her outfit's black. I just noticed it and it really bothered me. Yeah. Um, it was like a five second. The fashionista yeah. that you are, Drew. Yeah, dude. I'm I'm actually Elias' stylist. <laughs> <laughs> Style with Elias. Yeah. Elias. <laughs> It was like a five-second squash match that was fucking dumb. Yeah. Unnecessary, honestly. Like, I would rather given this time to um, this next match, which was Evans versus Omega, to oh, make that match God. even fucking better. Beautiful. Um, Such a fucking solid match. Jack Evans is a treat. He's so good. Um, <laughs> Literally anywhere he goes, whether it's fucking Lucha, whether it's yeah. Mexico, yeah. whether it's ROH. I know I know he's a breakdancer, and he's the only person who I think is, like, a cool breakdancer. Every other breakdancer is a fucking dork. <laughs> Um, and this is coming from the guy who plays with the yo-yos. Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> Eddie Omega did a backbreaker, which makes this match a 10-star match for me, because I love backbreakers. Um, they're fucking sick. Everyone should use them more. Um, I want the backbreaker to be the next super kick. Um, also, uh, Jack Evans threw the best hip toss in the entire world, and Kenny Omega, like the son of a bitch, he has kicked out. Um, that was fucked up. It was Jack- so... Jack Evans' facial expressions are the most magical thing in the world. Yeah. The way he sells stuff is beautiful. I just wish he would just... Just those pants gotta go. Seriously. He's been wrestling in those pants since like 2003. He can pull them off, though. So. Can like he though? Dew, bro. He's so. Can he though? He's so sick. That's subjective. He looks like the side sleeve of a Guy Fieri t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, another thing I wrote down when I was watching this match is I think. Um, Jack Evans could be better off as a face because the crowd is really hesitant to cheer for him when he does all this like cool shit like that gainer he did when he stood on top of Kenny's chest yeah. and just flipped right onto him is super sick but the crowd doesn't react the way they would if Ricochet did the same move mm. because Jack Evans is a baby face and they're supposed to hate him but they need heels in AEW my I, yeah I know that but like Jack Evans does such cool shit he should stay a baby face well, so people could be stoked on Jack now Evans. that the Bunny and the Blade have debuted spoiler alert yeah which is um, sick yeah they're, they're like another Dark Order, Darkish Hill type yeah. team. So that could open the door for a hybrid two face turn at some point. With Kip Sabian and them, because they're doing that weird faction. Kip Sabian's a fucking dork. Facts. I think he's, I can't he's pretty solid. Him. He's AEW's version of No, I'm Dar, but he like really worse. Is. He's a dork, dude. Oh. No, I'm Dar's pro Israel. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I think he is Israeli, but yikes. yeah. He is. Um, <laughs> Anyway, um, Kenny Omega should also consider changing his name to Kenny Anderson because he did a hell of a, uh, of a uh, spine buster. Let's get out of the spine buster. Yeah, it was super sick. Um, was this the first time that he hit the one wing angel in AEW? So no. Far? no. No? Okay. Well, he did it. It was super sick. I, don't match. <laughs> I support it. Um, NXT. NXT started off with a whole roster walking out to that rapper who sang for Adam Cole. I can't remember his name. He's like he works for an, like for WWE yeah, like yeah. Uh, like social media team or some shit like that. Yeah, so he came out to the ring and then Undisputed Air came out, which is like you guys are all fucking dorks. Which um, by the way, I'd like to mention. I forgot to mention it last episode. I was a big fan of when Roderick Strong called a uh, dominant Dijak a fucking dork. For <laughs> he said, "Feast your eyes, you dork!" In the middle of uh, <laughs> war games. Yeah, in the middle of war games, and it was so sick. I saw a gif of it this week, and it reminded me. I wanted to say that last week, but I forgot. Um, but yeah, so Undisputed Air came out and called them dorks. They were like, "What are you guys doing?" Like, we're NXT. We did the best this weekend. Um, Finn came out and said, I want the championship. Tommaso came out, talked about Goldie more. Um, Called Finn Prince the whole promo, which was super cool. (laughs) I'm a fan of changing Finn's name. Um, It was sick. And then he said that he's the king, so... uh, Which I like more than daddy. Yeah. 
I would fuck with Danny though. He should have stayed. No, I don't fuck with Danny. I don't. I don't like. A hundred percent no. Yeah. Um. And then we had uh, Dakota Kai redeeming herself. NXT's daddy. <laughs> NXT's resident daddy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. After this match, we had um, Undisputed Era versus uh, Dijakovic and Lee. Lee needs to just go up to the main roster already and be the Universal Champion. No, no. He just needs to hold every title, bro. Dude, yeah. He's so sick. Keith Lee. Keith Lee is the best. Whoop. We bask in his glory. <laughs> True. Um, and so does Mia Yim. Yeah. <laughs> she basked in something else. Um, in his glory-filled... He fills her you, you know the rest. <laughs> um, Keith Lee threw out uh, Fish and O'Reilly, and then um, Fish got injured or something. Yeah. And then uh, Roderick Strong came over and took over. He was wearing jeans all the time, too. Yeah, he was wearing his street clothes, which yeah. is sick. Channeling his inner John Moxley. Uh, <laughs> or Dude, Cesaro, John Moxley if you think about it. He was half of Roderick Strong. Fuck John Moxley. That's true. John Moxley's kind of dork. Um, <laughs> but no, so um, Roderick came out. It was super sick. Um, O'Reilly's probably the best tag team wrestler of all time. O'Reilly's the best wrestler of all time. No, you've seen not. him play air guitar. Dude, <laughs> Tanahashi does a better air guitar than O'Reilly. Tanahashi can suck my ass compared to Dude, Kyle O'Reilly. You're incorrect. Tanahashi does you on the this. sickest air guitar. No, Kyle O'Reilly does the sickest. You're Tanahashi incorrect. is barely a step above Hulk Hogan. Are you fucking kidding me? Okay, no, but- John- Tanahashi is like John Cena. Kyle O'Reilly loses by default because of his hairline. Ooh. You can't blame him for that. I though. can. I 100% That's genetics. I can fuck you. I, I got, I, I'm personally <laughs> attacked can, by at that. At least he pulls it off. At least he doesn't try to do some like weird come over fucking some shit like that. Yeah. What are you trying to say, Bryson? <laughs> you looked at me right after you said that. What the fuck I is mean, up, my guy? If the fucking back to Marco cap fits. <laughs> Fuck you! I'm personally attacked by those ma- by those words. We might post a picture of the Matt DeMarco hat later. We'll, 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 put a, we'll, we'll, we'll put a poll out there. Yeah, we'll put a poll out there. We'll ask questions. Um, anyway, so yeah, um, Lee lost. Bummer. Um, that he d- pounce he, he did. Yeah, he done yeah. yeeted. He threw he threw Adam Cole into the sixth row. <laughs> of the audience. Those poor. Those poor fans. Yeah. No, dude, are you kidding me? If that was me, I'd be fucking stoked. That's true. <laughs> Get to catch Adam Cole. Um, after this match, though, we had to go to Kai, sealing her place as, as a heel, coming out with uh, Tegan Knox's knee brace. So sick. I'm Super a fan sick. of this. It makes, like, the geek that she's been the past, like, month up to War Games, like, with the build-up to War Games. Her just losing constantly? Yeah, and, like, this match, like, kind and, like, solidifying her as a heel between this and Tegan Knox, like, really solidifies her, which is I hope cool. that they use that as a thing, though, like, yeah. her going in and possibly, like, injuring other wrestlers is, like, knees. Bring, bringing the knee brace out and just not being, caring about disqualification would be so sick. However, one complaint. Don't wear fucking polka dots if you're <laughs> goddamn heel. <laughs> Please. Did you guys, did you guys <laughs> see Dakota Kai's interview where she talked about why she turned heel? No. It's fucking, it's pink, it's fucking pick me ass Twitter is what it is. Oh, <laughs> brother. It's, you guys didn't stand up for me when Rhea Ripley bullied me. Oh, <laughs> damn it. Fucking, oh, she is fucking pick me Twitter. Jesus she Christ. She is hard ass <laughs> pick me Twitter, dude. Damn it. Fucking, I'm gonna go find me a four print boy and cry listening to the citizen looking ass. Damn it. <laughs> fucking Meriwether Heights um, shit. Well, I didn't see that interview, but I'm still stoked for the direction to go. No, it's Well, hopefully she's not wearing polka dots, apparently. Well, I also think I also think her her being heel doesn't really need her to cut a, like she doesn't need to cut a promo as a heel right now. Well, she, but, she I mean, it's I, she came off super dorky as to her reasoning though. It was literally 
literally yeah. because her friends didn't stand up for well, her. Well, I think she should. So she's going to beat up her friends then. And <laughs> then that should just, they should just allow her to do that instead of having to be like, yo, my friends didn't like me, so I'm going to beat up my friends. <laughs> do a long con, build it up to where... Uh, she can beat Rhea Ripley for the title. In like That's not going to happen. No, in like know. two years. <laughs> in two years, as yeah, they both may not even be in the company in two years. That's oh, dude, Rhea Ripley will be in the company. The, I mean, that's why I'm, I'm referring more towards Dakota Kai, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> Dakota Kai can go join AEW, go fucking kick everyone. Get kick her. Huh? Kick there. And then up next, we had uh, Tommaso Ciampa versus Finn. Super sick. Super sick match. Um, Finn won the match using that 1916 DDT. I really don't like that Finn uses that. I like it. You don't like the, the Brain Buster? Guy. No, I, I, the Brain Buster's sick. The way that Finn's throwing it out, it doesn't look good. What do you mean? Oh, because he's not like super high angle like he yeah. did in Japan? Well, it's more of like, a, it's almost borderline like a, a suplex at this point. Yeah. He, he, they land like pretty low on their backs. Yeah. yeah. No, but sometimes when he does throw it, it, it does look pretty solid. It's just, I, Finn's not big, so he needs to like, same, I have the same problem with Champa. Like when he tried doing the fairy tale ending to, who was the, the Miz? He got the Miz halfway up and dropped him and it looked terrible. Well, also the Miz doesn't really know how to sell. But, I mean, The Miz is a capable enough worker that he could have should have made it look better than going halfway up. And the same thing applies to that. It's, I also Finn's not too small to do, like, an impact movie. I think if Finn started doing, like, uh, Kofi Kingston's Trouble in Paradise or something like that, like what he used to do in Japan, that could be sick. Or if he did, like, an, like a running attack move as a finisher as opposed to, like, an impact move, he's not big enough to, like, make anything look convincing. That is That's true, but also if you think about NXT's well. roster, they're not that big. Biggest people I mean, in NXT are what Killian Dane, yeah, uh, Dijakovic, and Lee. Right, yeah. but I mean, but you got to look at it. Everybody's bigger than Finn Balor. <laughs> There's not a lot of guys that aren't. Finn Dude. Balor's pretty small. I remember while watching. I think Adam Cole give him a submission move. Yeah, to give him a submission move or like a like I said, a running strike move, like a running drop kick, or he does that shotgun drop kick pretty well. Yeah, but that that's but that sets sure. up the, the coup de gras. That, he also did that. Um, he did that Paley kick on uh, Gargano. Yeah, he that's really doing that. cool. Yeah, he just start doing. But that. that was like his thing for a while, just doing Paley kicks. Yeah, but that should be his, that should just be the way. Or you can just take after Shibata and start doing the penalty kick. Ooh, that's a mean. Shatter I mean, do you... Jack Saber Jr. That's a mean one. <laughs> um. And if they sell it properly, Finn Balor, because he, he, he does the penalty kick on the outside of the ropes, yeah. where he, like, throws himself and, like, grabs onto the ropes, makes it look super kick, or super kick, <laughs> super sick, and I think if Finn adapted that as a running move... Inside the ring. Yeah. He could probably do that inside the ring. Yeah. And then roll him up and then do a, do a cover. That could work. Yeah. I could see that happening, actually. I just, he, I think he's too small to do, like, a brain buster or something like that, or if he's going to do, like, an impact move... Have him do like the that's a move it towards a signature move and not yeah. a finisher. Yeah, I can see what you mean. Be sick. Um, Chomp was sick. Uh, Adam Cole came out and Finn lost. Finn won. Yeah, nope. super sick. Solid match. Good job. Great. Yeah. Up next we had Zaylee versus Vanessa Bourne. Super um, sick match. Super sick. Um, Zaylee won. Bryce had an idea for a cool faction with Vanessa Bourne. Um, what was it? So it was Vanessa Bourne, Aaliyah. Uh, Jazzy Gobert and Ginny. From yeah. NXT UK. That's like a mean girl kind of click. Like, yeah. Hashtag boss bitch ass shit. It'd be super sick. And Jazzy Gobert could be like the enforcer. Because mm-hmm. she is like of, fucking six foot tall. Yeah, and you'd have like Vanessa and uh, Aaliyah that can go for the, uh, the tag titles. Yeah. And then you've got uh, Ginny who can go for like 
the NXT Women's NXT UK Women's Championship or something like that. Yeah. It's just it's hard to picture cross brand stables right now besides besides Imperium because they jump between each but one. With them trying to show that NXT and NXT UK are more united than they are like fighting, I think it could work. But besides besides Imperium and then like Mustache Mountain, who else from NXT UK? Yeah. Oh, I mean the tag champs. I think Ilya Dragunov could come over with no issue. Yeah, Il- yeah, Ilya Dragunov could come over and put on a match with... I'm surprised yeah, he hasn't. I'm genuinely surprised I haven't I, seen him too, in NXT. I think he, if he came over and worked a match against, like, Danny Birch or Oni Loker or Drew Gulak, oh. Drew Gulak versus Ilya could be fucking amazing. Dude, yeah. facts. Danny like Birch... Shane Strickland. Yeah. Isaiah Scott. Danny yeah. Birch had a match with uh, on 205 Live this yeah. week, which is super sick. Um, also, I thought in this match, Tommaso Ciampa should lose three pounds and get the 205 light belt. <laughs> Might as well. I think if they're he... trying to keep him above the 205, though. I know, Just but Just like said... right now, they're booking Ricochet at like 216 for some yeah. reason. He's... When he's like legit 185. Ciampa's, Ciampa's booked at uh, 208. Yeah. Fucking just lose three pounds. Come on, guy. But Seth is booked at like 212. Seth fucking sucks. That's anyway. Seth is a huge door. Um, so, Xylee won in this match. The last match, it was Xylee, Vanessa Bourne. Um, Xylee did a great job. She's um, whatever. Solid match. She's I mean, she's, she's, she's like she, gaining she talent. She's a really good worker. Yeah. Shayna Baszler came out at the end with the um, with Maria and Jessamine. Um, and Xylee fought him off pretty well, so she still looks strong. Um, and then Baszler just kicked her in the face. And then Ripley came out, cut a promo, talked about how she's going to take the title off Baszler, which she probably will. Yeah. Well, she should. Yeah, she should. Yeah. That's that's and, definitely the progression that... After her Survivor Series weekend, yeah, she should. And Baszler should go beat Becky Lynch, keep go up to the main roster, beat Becky Lynch, because Becky Lynch is being boring as fuck lately. Um, and then... Or Bailey, honestly. No, Please, I think, Bailey. I think Please, I can't. Dude, no, I, I fucking think, can't. I, I will disagree with the IWC forever. Fuck Bailey. She sucks. She's not a good. No, worker. she's not. You're, she's you're a absolutely. Character. She's bland as fuck. Even think, now, as heel, like she, it, she's just not believable. She Whatever it is, promo. she's not charismatic. She's not very good in the mic she's at all. She's just a crybaby. She dude. listens to pop punk, bro. What do you expect? <laughs> yeah, that's why Seth um, Rollins is such a dork. Feud. I think with this feud, if she, if they go forward with this fucking stupid feud with them. Her and uh, Lacey Evans. Give yeah. her a real feud, and then we'll see how I feel. Fuck um, Lacey Evans. I think, God damn Lacey Evans. I think, fuck Lacey Evans is a face more than anything. I think Becky I can't stand Lynch, her as a bootlicker, but hey, here, here we are. <laughs> Becky Lynch needs a feud with someone who is similar to Ronda Rousey, but better than Ronda Rousey, and Shayna Baszler is that exact person. Yeah. And I think that would make her title reign either cooler or if she could lose it and then rebuild her character again because she needs something to happen because um she's stale as fuck um the irish irish last kicker at this point is a step above where she is now stone cold impersonator um (laughs) i would give aw i mean nxt um i'd give it a seven i was gonna say i would say i would just say six but yeah Yeah, i agree with the little six cool up next we had aw dynamite um no more animals on the show, please. Uh, <laughs> Jericho brought out a goat. The goat was terrified. Chris Jericho. Jericho. The horse was fine. The horse. The what, horse isn't it, fine. It's dead. The horse didn't look scared. Yeah. And from what Hangman said, he seemed pretty upset about it. If you find the tweet, um, and he did. He did love the horse, and so did Chuck Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Taylor, who is the most underrated person on the AEW roster. He's so sick. He should be the champion. <laughs> he should be every champion. And then we had um, Jericho defeating uh, Scorpio Sky via submission. Um, cool. 
don't know. This match didn't the, really have enough of a buildup for me to care. I don't think they had very good chemistry together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jericho yeah, seemed yeah, kind yeah. of clunky in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, Jericho's fifty, but I mean, Scorpio Sky is also 50. in the twilight of his career as well. Yeah, he's in a, like his mid to late thirties at this point. Right? I mean, he's like forty-one, I think. Is he really? I thought he was like thirty-eight. He's between thirty-nine and forty-one. I can't remember what it is. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just it felt kind of off for me, and I, which is weird because I'm usually a huge Scorpio Sky guy, mm-hmm. and I love Jericho, but this match was just yeah. Yeah, yeah, it happens. I'm not all of them can be winners, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. AEW makes it seem like they all are. Mm. And then up next, we have the best friends defeating Lucha Do- Lucha Bros. Um, Super sick. Cool tag team wrestling. We love tag team wrestling. That's Once again, Trent got the pin on Pentagon. Yeah. Um, I think AEW needs to treat the Lucha Bros a little better. <laughs> They're great mean? wrestlers. They need to pick up a win. Pentagon got two losses this week. They're probably going to get losses this week on an ex- on a. He's I'm probably done. not going to beat Christopher Daniels. No, and I'm pretty and sure that Trent's going to beat Phoenix. Yeah, and it's just like give give them some victories at some point, even in solos or in tags. Like, best friends didn't necessarily need this win. The best friends don't need to hold the title. They can still do all the funny shit with uh, Orange Cassidy being a turkey. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> uh, gobble, gobble, baby. Baby. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, also this week on AEW, um, Chris Jericho sold some champagne. Something stupid. <laughs> and now they're actually marketing it as... Yeah, he's a little, a little bit of the bubbly. And it's... Fucking annoying. I kind of want to buy a bottle. You, you should just buy it. You buy it, and then you'll review it live on the podcast. No, you can't. You can't order alcohol in the state of Utah. Yep. Uh, it has to go through the Utah uh, state. Oh no, we don't do legal activities on this podcast. Yes, sure, I was not smoking marijuana before this. <laughs> I would like the record to show I was not. Up next, we had uh, B Priestler and Emmy Sakura with Jr. being a massive racist. <laughs> 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 oh no! That's a thing. Oh no! Are we surprised? Uh, uh, Old white Yeah, it probably was. So it's accidentally racist. <laughs> However. Just Why like people need to be boy. talking about this a little bit more. Um, <laughs> yeah, people kinda. tweeted him on like a little bit, but it's kind of just going under the rug. I mean, like, it's not nowhere near like similar to Cornette, but like, it <laughs> needs to Jim be addressed. Cornette. <laughs> fuck Jim Cornette, and also fuck Randy Orton said the N word on Twitch, but <laughs> it needs to be addressed at some point. And like, I feel like yeah. AEW not at least apologizing for that, or at least saying like, we it won't happen again. Like, just acknowledge it and get in front of it. Um, yeah. I think that'd be nice. Um, yeah. Uh, Cody Rhodes won a match. Whatever. I don't care. And then Butcher and the Blade came out. Um, Super that was sick. sick. Super sick. Every time I die, it's fun. Yeah, I shout out to him. the guitar sound every time I die. I mean, and Pepper Parks is sick. Braxton Sutter, if you were an Impact fan, I think he's sick. Now that he's looking homeless, like a crazed out version of Oni Lorcan, I can get behind it. They kind of would be, I feel like the, I could see them fitting in, like with the Dark Order making that video where they're like a cult, I can see them kind of fitting in there. Yeah. And kind of working with them, um, just the appearance wise. And also it would make, if we have a bunch of like three person stables, it's going to be too much. It's going to be annoying. Yeah. We like, AW needs to kind of join it up. Like four is a solid amount. You could probably do six yeah. with no issue, but like going to have like a bunch of three person <laughs> stables, fucking silly. Yeah. Um, silly, that was a dumb word. Um, <laughs> That was a silly word. Yeah, silly word. <laughs> Up next, we had Omega defeating Pac. Um, Again. Pac's sick. Yeah, I mean, match. Pac's yeah, so I mean, we've seen this match before, but it, it just wasn't as good as the other times. But yeah, hey, it, was, it is what it Omega's is. Omega's so good. Um, Pac's <laughs> sick. Um, 
And then we had MJF winning a diamond ring by defeating Hangman Page. Cool. I don't know. I mean, they're bringing... Yeah. means nothing. Yeah, I was about it's to say, I'm like, stupid. they're bringing back Cody... They're literally recycling Cody's gimmick from, like, two years ago, but well, hey, here we are. I don't understand why they made it such a big deal that Adam Page left the Elite if he's just gonna fucking job out to everybody after he fucking does. Well, unless they're doing a comeback story like what they did with Kenny, which, again, is, like, recycling a storyline. Yeah, yeah recycling a storyline with did it some when the, pro- when the company's two months old. <laughs> I think MJF needs to have a feud. I think MJF and Wardlow both to start off this whole like establishing them as heels and staying that way. We'll just have yeah. They just need have. to have. They need to start a feud with Wardlow and MJF against Billy Gunn and someone else. And that Billy way, Gunn Billy Gunn, Rhodes. Billy Gunn can start training um, Wardlow <laughs> because Wardlow's a fucking monster, just like Billy Gunn. Except he needs to cut off his stupid fucking man bun. Yeah, it's fucking silly. <laughs> but they could have matches. They can call it on the spot. They can kind of get better, yeah. just like how Private Party's been getting so much better since they got on that. Yeah, by working with some of the best tag teams in the world. Yeah, oh, so yeah. you can actually get start to get better. So I think he needs to start a feud with someone who's a lot better than him before he just goes straight for Cody Rhodes because Cody Rhodes. He's not a great wrestler. He's mostly a story wrestler. Yeah. But he's a hell of a lot better than MJF. MJF is just kind of eh. The arm bar he did against Brandon Cutler was eh. It sucks. Yeah. Whatever. And he can't. He's not ready to hold the championship just based on the fact that he can't wrestle. Yeah. You also have to think about MJF is like what twenty four right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. But like I think they're by putting all this spotlight on him right now. They need to put him in a mid card feud right now. Even with like Kip Sabian or someone, just put him in a feud with yeah. someone to I where just no gonna one say, cares about how good they are and they can get better. But I was gonna say, if anything, they should just pair MJF and Warlow together and then have Warlow be his heater. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. like, even with Warlow, like MJF is still lacking in the ring. No, he's yeah. not a great wrestler but right now. And he needs that can't be covered by Wardlow because MJF is such a great character. That's mm-hmm. true. MJF has his character work down packed. Yeah. I think his character is just as established as 99% of AW's roster, or if not more so. Mm-hmm. He's probably just as over as The Miz was three years ago, Yeah, if you think about it. Yeah, he had a Miz 2011 year where he was rated number one by PWI. Which is why I don't trust PWI. Um. <laughs> but the PWI also leans heavily towards the WWE, so kind of... Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, uh, no, the MJF, with Wardlow, and Wardlow doesn't need to be an amazing worker because he's a big guy. Yeah. And big, muscly guys are never great workers unless your name's Brian Cage. That's true. But... But he's also a Trump supporter, so... True. Fuck Brian Cage. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, the AEW ended with uh, Dustin cutting a promo. He's back. Cool. Yeah. Super stoked. Um, Dustin's great. He's very him. wholesome. I want him on commentary, please. He was great on commentary with Excalibur. Excalibur's a fucking treasure. I did like, um, I thought Sean Spears was okay on commentary. Hey, he was, was actually boring. pretty okay. Yeah, he was kind of boring. boring. He was my, so boring. My concern, well, my issue with Sean Spears is he should be this big bad heel that he's playing, and on commentary he just sounded like a total dweeb. Like, yeah. He was like a he soft-spoken. Was, he would like make sense if he didn't have the shot, the chairman gimmick, and if he was doing that same kind of commentary, but was like just filling in Corey Graves' spot and being a less tool. Yeah, less yeah. Tool. I mean, I feel like that's not that's hard like, to do anyway. Because yeah. fuck Corey Graves. Yeah, but that's like what he reminded me of on his commentary. Yeah, um, it's just such a bummer because Sean Spears, if he was this character now, back when he isn't was in WWE, he'd actually be like a solid mid card heel. Yeah, for sure. And it could actually be like a pretty decent thing. I mean, because. Now he's actually getting in time to be shown, like, his character shown, and he's actually able to, like, show that he can actually almost work. Because if you think about it, back in NXT when he was a heel, that's when he was finally getting his yeah. push, mm-hmm. was when he became a heel, he somehow was over with the crowd because of his gimmick, and then it was just, like, a slow progression yeah. to, to like, a, a face turn. Yeah. I really think he could um, 
after seeing that Joey Janelle match the second time, like I brought up a couple episodes back, like there was little parts of where he was getting like more aggressive. Yeah. I'd like to see more of that. I just want him to stop having stupid fucking haircuts. Yeah. <laughs> his cro- his off center fucking mohawk, dude. It's Holy off. shit. Yeah. Dude, it's three, it de- so it's three degrees off center. Oh my yeah. god, it's so bad. It's so but worse. also, he's married to Peyton Royce, so he doesn't give a fuck what any of us True, think. Because Peyton Royce is the most perfect woman alive. <laughs> Um, so, but yeah, yeah. what did you guys rate AW Dark? I, I didn't watch six. it. Well, AW Dark or Dynamite? AW Dynamite, my bad. Dynamite, uh, six. six and a half. Yeah, yeah it was a cool. step below it. Just because it had Kenny and Pac. Cool. All right, and um, none of us watched SmackDown. Yeah, I completely for forgot to watch SmackDown. So, yeah, I'll just kind of. We watched oh, SmackDown. Yeah, you guys, yeah. Uh, you guys can talk about it. I don't. I didn't watch it. Seamus is back. Is, yeah, Seamus is back. So, but yeah, yeah, but he's back to his dorky self. But it's still Seamus. But he still sucks. No. How much he's, you want to bet the Celtic Warrior YouTube's going to get worse? I think. <laughs> no, if Seamus comes out to his old song, I'll be stoked that Seamus is back. But if he comes about to his stupid fucking dun dun fucking stupid one that he has now, fuck that. I he will. come out to his it's a shameful thing fucking Irish punk rock pride racist shit. <laughs> Do you want to go ahead and just say it, Bryson? Just go ahead and say it. <laughs> go ahead and say it. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Coward. <laughs> so yeah, um, Roman came out in the beginning of Raw or SmackDown, cut a promo about just. Being like, oh yeah, like we did the thing, and then people started chanting NXT, and he was like, yo, <laughs> fuck y'all, we won the men's like match, which doesn't really mean anything because either way, like Roman's still not the best wrestler of all time because eh. the Superman. I, I mean, I actually like Roman more than Seth at this point. <laughs> yeah, because Roman. That, who would have yeah. thought? Right? That's also true. Who would have right? thought? We're at twenty nineteen. <laughs> Yeah, if I would have said, "Hey, Bryce, for the 2019, you like Roman Reigns more than you like Seth Rollins," I'd be like, "Ah, shove a dildo up your ass." <laughs> no, dude. All right, because somebody got a dildo. It's because they swap places. <laughs> they swap places. WWE has now made Seth their main guy, oh boy, it's which is why we're okay with Roman Reigns now. <laughs> well, yeah, because well, also he... Roman Reigns didn't complain when people didn't like him. Yeah. All Seth Rollins does now is bitch. Yeah, yeah, Roman Reigns would come out and just smile about he'd it. He'd be like, he'd be like, "All right, y'all are booing me." But anyways, back to my fucking super Superman baby face. Punch. Well, yeah. yeah, see, but now, like, they're not overly pushing Roman either. Right, and that's, like, the best part. Ever since he moved to SmackDown, he has not seen a fucking title. No, it's ever since he came back from his leukemia. We'll see. Which I think is great, because if they would have given him a Superman-like push right off the bat coming off... They would have been like, yo, been, wait. It super hokey. Yeah, yeah, not only that, but it's like, wait, didn't you just have leukemia, like, last month? Yeah, and so, <laughs> like, this slow build-up to it back, back up to it, I think has been sick. I think that's yeah. done a lot of good for Roman, we'll where see. people can start actually... And it lets him cut promos more. Except he needs to stop working with Baron Corbin, because I was... Baron Corbin's a fucking vacuum of everything. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how we feel about Roman Reigns after he takes a title off of the Fiend at WrestleMania. Dude, I'm over the Fiend already, so I don't care. Also, I the know, fact but that he holds up that ugly ass new belt. Yeah, the, they were that like belt this... sealed it for me. That that was them just being a cash cow. Yeah. They don't really sixty five hundred dollars. They don't really on the care WWE about Bray Wyatt. They care about fucking making money. The yeah. only way to save. The fiend right now is to have Liv Morgan be Sister Abigail and start having her. That's what use people the thought was going to happen. Beat the shit out of people. It'd be super sick, and that'd be the only way to save the fiend. So, what are they going to give her a fucking mask too, or what? I yeah. want her to just come out in like coarse paint. <laughs> Straight up, pull the veil over her face. Yeah, coarse paint the veil over her face, and then I want the I want the rocking chair to come out. And I want her to hit people with the rocking chair and just break a wicker rocking <laughs> chair. In their back. Okay, it'd be fucking okay. sick. Uh-huh. And then I want a final deletion between. 
Liv, Liv Morgan and Matt Hardy. <laughs> Final <Right>. deletion. <laughs> All I want. Can we in the Hardy compound in or the in the Wyatt? In the New Warlord uh, 2019 and coming into 2020, I never want to see Matt Hardy Matt Hardy wrestle again. He yeah, he wrestled I, on Raw like I know, a couple he weeks ago. Barely move. It sounds like I think he walks he, and he goes like this. He walks like fucking Mr. Krabs now. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't it because he ha- he's done so many leg drops that his like yeah, tailbone, yeah, like, yeah his tailbone yeah, and like his like fucking six one. Now he's like five eight. Just like freaking Hulk. <laughs> Racist Hogan. <laughs> anyway, yeah, they ended up having a match. Fucking Baron Corbin and Roman Reigns, and and apparently one of them said some shit about his family, and he flipped out and he tipped the fucking announce table over uh, Robert Roode because Ro- right, Robert Roode talked about his kids. Yeah, yikes. He said fuck them kids, and it's Roman was strange. like, no, fuck you. <laughs> Do we remember in 2015 when Roman Reigns had a Twitter feed with the universe over his par- over his pants? <laughs> they were showing like a home video of Roman Reigns in the WWE like on an episode of Raw or something like this this was like when him and Seth were having that big feud right after Seth betrayed the shield and they showed Roman talking to his daughter in like street clothes and he was wearing bedazzled jeans and the internet <laughs> like fucking like true religion. yes and the internet oh exploded my about God. it and Roman Reigns replied to like a thousand fans in one day oh, just talking mad shit on them dude and it was the funniest fucking day of my life <laughs> it was better than Christmas <laughs> yeah I mean didn't Seamus yeah no Seamus wore true religion to his fucking interview with Conan and he looked like a fucking dweeb are you surprised <laughs> No, this was like full on like spiky haired Seamus. They were talking about twelve Seamus. Yeah, this was like they were comparing how white each other were, and like how Seamus is a bad image for Ireland because everybody's fucking skinny. (laughs) I don't fucking know, but yeah. Anyways, then speaking of Seamus, that was when the video package came. He came out. Out of the fucking dark. Isn't it like? Wasn't it a heel promo? Yeah, because he's he's talking about how like everybody's soft. What is with everybody in this fucking snowflake fucking thing? I don't know. It, well, it's like they're trying to trigger people, and it's like, dude, we're, we're kind of over being quote-unquote triggered, but hey. Yeah, it's like Dan Matha trying to be a fucking proud boy of her life. <laughs> fucking dork. No, don't don't you mean uh, Flash Webster? Oh, Flash Webster is too. Fucking mod dork. But yeah, there was that. Mustafa Ali beat Drew Gulak, which was a whatever of whatever match. Poor Gulak. He yeah. better. He's sick. Sasha Banks and Bailey cut an in-ring promo, um, just trying to say, like, yo, it was in our fall, like, fuck y'all, we did the best we could, and then Lacey Evans came in, and they were just like, nah, fuck you, and then nah, fuck you, and yeah, it was dumb. Uh, yeah, because then Lacey Evans hit her with women's right. I have zero interest in Lacey Evans' yeah. face, yeah, or I, Lacey Evans' period. In general. She yeah, looks boots. Sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She uh, fired off into a cannon. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but then uh, Nikki Cross defeated Sonya Deville. Fine. Nikki uh, Cross had a funny um, promo afterwards. She said something about. Uh, she said, "I'm a sex pot." It was actually really funny. <laughs> it was a WWE exclusive. She was like all stoked, and she was just like, she just yelled, "I'm a sex pot," in her like super Irish accent. It was really funny. Oh, yeah. Scottish. Yeah. Oh yeah. Scottish. My bad. Um, and says, then Alexa Bliss came cool. back and attacked because they. Uh, yeah. Started uh, jumping. They her. Stopped, yeah, they started jumping her. Alexa Bliss came back, and so everybody cool. popped for Alexa Bliss. Yeah, she's fine. Um, and she then. Was on wrong. No. They didn't they traded. get drafted. Yeah. Oh, that's right. They did some fucking stupid... Yeah, they said that... I think they were saying that 
if you're injured during the draft, one of the shows will make you an offer. Yeah. What's like Joe? Joe's injured right now, so what has he so been doing? He's just been doing. Just, yeah. Yeah. He's been doing. Commentary. He's been doing commentary. I want to see him go back champion. to Raw and just murder Brock Lesnar, dude. Yeah. I want. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I miss that fucking that program they had. When he was like, hey, look at me while I'm fucking talking to you. Or and people were like, we're like, he fuck. legitimately scared Paul Heyman during an episode of Raw when he was like, I'm, he's like, what I'm about to use, about to do to you is going to hurt you a lot. And Joe was just, or Heyman was just like, uh oh. God. And they put him in the cocaine clutch. Hell yeah. He's so sick. Samoa Joe, um, God bless just, that man. He needs to start threatening people's kids again, too. And I think, <laughs> well, and I think Joe's still a capable enough worker. I think even with how much he's slowed down and stepped down in the ring, yeah. he's still a better worker than, like, 40% of the guys he works with. This, 40%? I would say 60, but hey. This year of our Lord, 2019, <laughs> Samoa Joe cut a promo against Jeff Hardy talking about his alcoholism and saying that he's going to relapse again and his kids are ashamed of him. And that's what happened. Just so we all know. Wait, that's not the CM Punk one? <laughs> no. <laughs> this was a whole different type of pipe bomb. <laughs> I really... It's it's a fool's dream, but I really want to see a CM Punk and Samoa Joe match before... Dude, they were together in fucking WWE backstage. I know, backstage. backstage. And I, it, it's, I either want to see Samoa Joe versus AJ... Or Samoa Joe versus CM Punk, AJ Styles versus CM Punk, or Adam Cole versus CM Punk. I feel like Adam Cole versus CM Punk would be the natural progression just yeah, because that would be pretty fun because we've too. seen I mean not a lot of people but people have seen Samoa Joe versus CM Punk yeah. you know but in the WWE ring that dude I would pop for that or people have yeah. seen Seth versus fucking you know Punk Punk did but AJ a lot of- versus Punk would be a huge match too yeah a lot I of people have not seen that well unless you were sure watching will. TNA back in fucking 2006 CM Punk is like he's a okay wrestler he's not the greatest and I think like wrestling someone like AJ would show like that he's not see but Sam Punk's actually not a bad worker he's actually a really good technical worker he also hasn't wrestled since fucking how long 2014, now 2014 there so you yeah. go so it's but been he's, six he's years he's also a UFC fighter duh but I mean he's 0-2 he fake fights he's 0-2 though he fake fights so does Matt Riddle but here we are dude Alright, we should probably get to our subject. Oh, wait, no, hold on. Yeah, no, uh, Elias returned to SmackDown uh, with cutting a promo with Dana Brooke and uh, Drake Maverick backstage uh, involving a mistletoe because Drake Maverick is apparently trying to cheat on his wife with Dana Brooke. Yeah, and he wants to fight Batista. Yeah. Batista got some nose ring ripped out, dude. Don't fight that, man. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. Uh, Then New Day uh, defeated Shinsuke and Cesaro. Dude, now would have been... Now what should have happened during that match? It was a match, decent match. It was a decent match, yeah. though. During that match, Big E should have thrown Kofi Kingston out of the ring into the crowd. <laughs> and then stood by Sami Zayn and joined that group, had Sami Zayn talk for him, keep wrestling, and win every single title. Didn't you say that you wanted to see them kiss or something? Oh, yeah, they would kiss at the end of the match. Yeah. Too. What? Drew's been all about wrestlers kissing lately. Solidified. I'm pretty sure he runs the WWE erotic Twitter. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Have you no, guys seen like, that Twitter account? No, no I'm going It's, it's literally folks. just like fan fictions There's literally wrestlers. one excerpt that says Dolph Ziggler walks in the room and looks at Zack Ryder and says, are you just going to stand there or are you going to come over here and suck my throbbing cock? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Very detailed Real quick though, before we get into our the main part of our episode where we talk about tag teams, um, Luke Harper trademarked the name Brody Lee. 
which is sick. super sick. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully that means he's going back to the Indies soon. Hopefully they're gonna release him. He's gonna and go to CZW. That means <laughs> I see a Brody King versus Brody Lee match soon. Ooh, Ebola. Next year. <laughs> super sick. All right. This episode, okay. we all picked our top three favorite tag teams, and we're all going to talk about them. We're all going to go in a circle, and... Let's in, let's allow our guests to do it first. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Do you want to go first? <laughs> all right, I'll go first. All right, Chris, all right, go ahead. So, my first one, now, just really quickly, I mean, I was into wrestling since I was little. Uh, my grandpa wrestled in El Salvador, so that's how I got into wrestling, and I've been watching as long as I can remember. And then I think I checked out a little bit after the Ruthless Aggression era. Basically after Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit both passed away. Um, so, and then I started just coming back again because of Roberto. And it was a little bit right before WrestleMania. So the that kind of gives you an idea of like where my picks are going to be at. But my first pick was the Dudley Boys. The most memorable match for me is WrestleMania 17, the TLC match between the Hardys and Edge and Christian. Um, Unforgettable. Everybody knows that. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Uh, also, I want to point out the Dudley boys is, uh, or more Bubba Ray in particular, anytime he drives somebody through a table, he gets that stare in his face, yeah. and it's the funniest <laughs> thing ever. The yeah, did, you see the, did you see the video of um, Bully Ray um, slamming uh, Dixie Carter through the table? <laughs> no, because his eyes just go wide. Dude, how old was she? Fucking 62 or something. <laughs> dude. And also, well, dude, he did, he, he did it to May Young. May Young, when she was like yeah. 88. Yeah. <laughs> and also, shout out to JR for being funny, like... This only time was, I remember seeing one of those matches and Bubba gets that stare in his face and then Jr. goes, "That's only a stare that a mother could love." But, <laughs> and then another infamous, funny yet problematic thing about them is the ECW promo that Bubba Ray cut. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna go further into that. If you know, you know. Oh, and, um, fuck. Moving on. <laughs> were they, yeah, weren't they in New York when he said that? Yeah, yeah, they were in New York. <laughs> so he was dead ass. Yeah, yeah, he was dead, dead ass. Uh, actually, let's go. Speaking of dead ass, that's a good transition. Santana and Ortiz. Yeah. The Latin, yeah. the Latin American ex, uh, exchange. Yeah. yeah. Powerful. Proud um, and powerful. Proud and man. powerful, but I'd rather not because I don't like that name, Santana and Ortiz, or Los Boricuas. Yeah, Los Boricuas. Um, yeah, they're. I mean, I like them. They're dead ass. They're yeah. funny. Uh, memorable match for me is them and the Young Bucks just as a reason at Full Gear. Yeah. That super kick that was it Santana or Ortiz that sold that. It was, it was uh... Santana just. No, it was, oh, it was Ortiz. Ortiz. It was yeah. Ortiz. Yeah, it was Ortiz that just he did his little like dead fish flop. <laughs> dead fish flop. <laughs> Funniest thing I've ever seen in a long, long time. It looked like he just got emotion. picked out of a fucking fresh river, fucking <laughs> right there as a fish. And uh, memorable matches for them, really anything with Lucha Bros in <laughs> Impact. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Literally anything. I, yeah. I oh, yeah. they were gone eight. back and oh my god. Just matches on Lucha mid. TV. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then my third and final one, I'm going to go back to tie it in with the Dudley Boys because why not? The greatest tag team in all of space and time, the Hardy Boys. <laughs> for me, I grew up watching those two and craziest dudes at, in, at the time in my eyes. And again, I'm going back to WrestleMania 17, that TLC match. 
they all fucking just pull some crazy. Box. Yeah, spot fest for sure. Back when the WWE cared about tag teams. Straight up. <laughs> and uh, another memorable one for me was WrestleMania 23 for them. That oh, that uh, was in spot Detroit, right? Jeff Hardy just yeets yeah. himself onto is it Edge or Christian that's on the ladder and just breaks yeah. both of them. Oh. And if I'm not mistaken, Rhino's on the on the ladder too. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that actually. Yeah. yeah. That was a fucking. Their um, their pop they got when they came back at WrestleMania, what was it, thirty three? Yeah, yeah. When they came back, that was so for sick. that ladder match. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. so big. That was great. Um, and and I think in WrestleMania twenty three, there's a spot where Matt Hardy does, uh, drop leg, uh, leg drop, and you can see him holding on. And I'm pretty sure yeah. that's like the beginning of him shrinking and having leg problems. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shrinking. Ross is human just that day. <laughs> <laughs> What, those are my three. Um, real quick, uh, Matt Hardy's uh, delete pose is a little off, a little problematic. It's uh, free the delete. Yeah, yeah. It's a little problematic when you have an entire audience doing it. It's real awkward. I didn't. Wait, what happened? It's kind of like a Hitler salute that he does. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. His delete, the delete thing okay, is very yeah. problematic, yeah. Um, especially when you have an entire crowd of. That's so. Do people straight up stick their hands out, or do they point a finger? No, they straight up. No, yeah, they like straight up. It's like borderline. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's borderline salute. It's like a lower Nazi salute. Yeah, he does it in the ring too. It's See, like, but he tries it like swinging. Yeah, he he tries it to not like he tries not to like more like stick it out further like towards his chest like how the. Salute is. Yeah. He's trying to. He tries to do it more of like a swipe. Yeah. yeah. Like, so it, it's not like, very distinguishable after like seeing thousands of people do it because you see <laughs> you see some people just who are doing up. the salute. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't yeah, know about see, all that, Chief. When I was a kid and I remember the whole delete thing coming in, I always did it with a finger. Yeah. So, but I think it may changed it a little bit. Um, well, I just don't see why he couldn't have done that Jeff Hardy thing that he does where he holds up his hand like that. He could have just held that up. Brock started that, thank you. He could have just yeah. chanted yeah, that. Yeah, when he was doing... One, yeah, he could have just chanted that. Well, I thought it was a version one or version two when he did it. Version one point yeah, was... Oh, yeah. He could have, like, moved his hands out. That's when, numbers, it, that's when he had chanted more as his mf or his Mattitude follower. I remember when they would, like, come out and it would be, like... Basically, like a website. Yeah. And then it gave him like fun yeah. facts. Attitude facts. <laughs> Is that when he went solo with Edge? Because I remember that. That was version two. That was version so two. So he never did a version two. It was it was just he was himself. No, he did he version two. The, it was like the version one, and then like the whole Lita thing came out, and then yeah. he became like the unkillable Matt Hardy. Yeah. Bruce Pitcher has a cool story about. Um, if you want to hear more about the. Uh, Matt Hardy and uh, uh, Edge feud. Bruce Pritchard, Pritchard has a really cool story yeah. about that whole thing. How they snuck Matt Hardy in um, yeah. on the night that he jumped him, and like no one knew except for those three, and that's it. Yeah. Um, and how they all kind of felt about it. It was actually a really solid podcast. Other than that, Bruce Pritchard's kind of a fucking mark. Also, um, <laughs> when they left TNA, when when the Hardys left TNA, their whole uh, quest was fucking solid when they would go like they around were the world, around like, the world they yeah. were in Mexico random titles in like ROH like bar wrestling and shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> it didn't go to PWE, uh, PWG that was like the one stop they didn't make I didn't no. want to they had a, PWG they had a um, Matt Hardy had a cool match with Adam Cole against uh, Chris Hero and I think it was I think it was Matt Hardy Adam Cole uh, the Kingdom Pro Wrestling and yeah Kingdom Pro Wrestling yeah and then he was a Red Dragon maybe Red Dragon. Red Dragon, yeah, it was in our. So, which means it would have, yeah, so that means it would have been uh, the Kingdom versus those guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kingdom versus Kings of Wrestling versus Red Dragon. Also, their ladder match with the Bucks in ROH. Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers. 
Oh. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, because it ties into when they were talking about like WrestleMania 33. But hey, all right. Neither here nor there. So moving on, Jesse. Okay, so my wrestling indoctrination is very recent because of Chris. Um, so once we started dating, I started watching wrestling even more so when we moved in together because it was on all the time. Um, and at oh, first yeah. I was like, ugh, I don't want to watch this because when I was little. My first exposure to WWE was The Undertaker, like the spooky Undertaker, and I was terrified. So I was like, I'm not watching this. Um, so then when Chris would have it on... It I, was real to you. It was real. It was it's so it's real. real it's so real to me. Um, and so it would be on from like time to time, and I'd watch a little bit, and I would start to get into it. But I really got into it at this year's WrestleMania. Um... And then it was really real to me. Um, and that's where my first tag team that actually like got me into wrestling was the New Day. They will forever be my favorite tag team. I have a picture of them printed out on my desk. It's a wholesome. Because I think they're the best. Um, I got Berto a box of bootios. Oh yeah, Bryson was the one that Bryson got you the bootios. Bryson was the one that got me the bootios. Bryson got me bootios for either Christmas or my birthday. birthday And then my girlfriend got me the boxers. Yes. She got me the New Day boxers. Yes. I want them to break up so bad. Oh no, no! I was I'm ready for them to break. No, up. I'm ready for Biggie to take. I'm okay, I wouldn't yeah. mind Biggie by himself. Yeah. I wouldn't mind Biggie by himself. I'm heartbroken about Xavier Woods, but I just watch his. Fuck YouTube. Xavier Woods. He has me blocked on Twitter. Fuck you for saying fuck Xavier Woods. I love Xavier Woods. I, we were boys until he had me blocked. I even DM'd him once. Well, that sounds like a personal well, his, problem. His DMs are always open. You yeah. know that, right? That's why I did it. And I was like, Yo, senpai. No. Well, but what 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 team do you like better? Do you like Big E with Kofi? Do you like Kofi with Xavier? Do you like Xavier with Big E? I like Xavier with Big E. Okay. I, that's who I prefer as far as like two two people. Um, but because I also got to see like I got to see all three of them at WrestleMania, but then specifically got to see Kofi Kingston win the title at mm-hmm. WrestleMania. Um, and then just seeing like their intro and their whole gimmick, I thought it was hilarious and wholesome. Um, I told Roberto, can I just say that I like the New Day because of uh, Biggie's hip gyrations? Because that's what sold me. Um, I just, I think they're both, or I think they're all really, really fun to watch. But I also, I like all the gimmicks. That's what what got me into wrestling was like all the gimmicks because I don't know all this like technical shit yet. Yeah. I'm learning. But yeah. that's what hooked me and so that's why they're my favorite. And the I started going back and watching like older stuff cuz yeah. all I know right now is like very recent from like April of this year. Yeah. Um so I was watching I started watching the older matches with um the Usos at Hell in a Cell. I was also I I also wanted to pick the Usos, um, but I ended up picking two others. I miss the Usos. I hope they're doing okay. Um, They get their shit together and they come. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's not okay. Don't fucking drink and drive. Punching cops is fine. Yeah, the punching cops is fine. That's fine. He punched Mustafa Ali. He was talking shit. M- Mustafa Ali was like, I have a week off, so I might as well just go back in the forest real quick. <laughs> he and then he arrests Jay on his first night. Fucking yeah. punched an ex-cop. Yeah, that 2017 <laughs> Hell in a Cell between the New Day and the Usos was 
great. It's it's cool because like the new day's like this whole little positive little gimmick, and you got to see them get all nasty. Yeah, and yeah. In that match, you see Xavier Woods bending a kendo stick around fucking. Well, it also ba- like face. beating yeah. beating them with his trombone. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that was tough. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, so they will forever and always be my favorite wrestlers, period, because they're who got me into wrestling. Yeah. Um, and then from there, so I don't have a lot of knowledge about these two as a tag team, but I know a lot about them separately, and I love them both so much, so I have to like them as a tag team, regardless of the matches I've watched, which is zero yeah. of them as a tag team. But Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, um... Also known as what were their names before Kevin in Ring Steen of Honor? Yeah, Kevin yeah. Steen and El Generico. Yes. So that's actually his real name. Kevin Steen is yeah. his real name. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. And then El Generico. It's probably Soy Ball yeah. or something like that. Small. Okay. Mm-hmm. His real name. Yeah. And this shows how much of a noob I still am because I don't know all of this. But I love them both so much separately, and I also really appreciate the fact that they started out. No, they didn't even start out as a tag team. No. They started out separately, went to a tag team, and then, like, started not liking each other. Um, Because didn't Kevin Owens powerbomb him onto the... On the apron. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's when he he, uh, joined NXT, yeah. Mm -hmm. The hardest part of the ring. Yeah. yeah. Don't you ever forget that it's the hardest part of the ring. As if re- I did watch that. As if wrestling fucking commentators don't ever mention that. And there's two things in wrestling that I hate. And that's commentators and that's referees. <laughs> if, re- if referees weren't fucking stupid and were actual referees like in actual sports, and if commentators like Dorcas Corey Graves didn't exist, <laughs> wrestling would be perfect. Yeah. No, but I love both Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, and I just appreciate their... The fact that they're they're like best friends in real life, but I appreciate that their like story arc together was like woven in, and that they've like been friends, and then they were tag team partners, and then they hated each other. Um, I liked seeing that a lot. Someone needs to tell Kevin Owens to stop wearing red laces with his boots, <laughs> and I thought that that would be Sami Zayn. Um, I'm just bummed out that Kevin Owens stopped wearing kick pads and started wearing boots. Yeah, the kick pads look better. You also are just a fan of that. True. I don't know, but yeah, bread laces. Not a not a good look. Not a good look. Not a good look. Not a good look. But those two were also some of my favorite wrestlers from the beginning. Um, and then my most recent favorite tag team would be the Street Profits. Their ladder match. When was that? That was, that was the recently. Last the last NXT takeover. 25? That was amazing. Twenty-five. Yeah. Yeah. Montez Jesus. sells things so well. I also I liked AJ or I liked um, Dawkins until I found out that he's an Ohio State fan, and that was yesterday. So now I'm not sure. Angelo Dawkins also sucks in the ring. He's not very good. He's not very good. Also, the NCAA is booked. Don't I know. mean, it tells you how <laughs> yeah, the NCAA is rigged. I mean, it tells you how bad tells you how bad Angelo Dawkins is is that he's been in the WWE for seven years and nobody even knows. I thought it was like oh. eleven years. No, he's, been no, he's yeah, seven. Oh no, Scorpio's so guy was there say, for like yeah. eleven years, right? Yeah. He was in the he was in OVW and stuff, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Daniel Dawkins. Finally, thank God, because Montez Ford, he's actually getting over. Cause yeah. he, he's yeah. had like a thousand different partners in NXT because he sucks as a singles guy. He's he has no charisma. Yeah, yeah. Survivor Series and Takeover <laughs> Weekend. Sick, I guess uh, Adam Cole hurt his back because he had to put the entire company on his back. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think um, uh, Montez Ford's 
back hurts all the time because he has to carry Andrew Hopkins. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's a lot of weight to carry. Yeah, that's every single thing they do, period. Yeah. Yeah. Every, yeah, every promo is Montez Ford. Every yeah. match is Montez Ford. Yeah. Can we just bring out the uh, bring up the fact that Private Party is a literal ripoff of the Street it Profits? It 100% they're, is. They're going to be the better Street Profits. Yeah. You think so? Mark, I dude, think Mark Quinn is... I think if... Mark Quinn it's and like, Montez Ford teamed up. Yeah, they'd be unstoppable. Well, it's like if you had if the Street Profits was like Montez Ford and Montez Ford. <laughs> like, so all so in like, all, what we're here to say is uh, she likes Montez Ford only. And yeah, that's it. If it was Montez Ford and Montez Ford, <laughs> they could maybe have a chance of being crazy. Street <laughs> crazy how they made a gimmick out of sipping lean. Yeah, <laughs> but like the thing is, is they can't ever say it's lean because of WWE. But like with um, street pro- not Street Profits uh, Private Party I'm getting uh, this can be a struggle <laughs> they can actually say I'm drinking vodka and cranberry or like this week on Being the Elite um, Adam Cole came in and drank their vodka like they can do stuff like that where the Street Profits can't and I think they're gonna Street Profits might be okay with like younger kids like WWE wants like a little bit but for like a teenage and like adult audience that WWE's yeah. aiming for uh Private party does it better. Yeah, that's yeah. until WWE tells the Street Profits that there's that they're gonna start putting cereal in their cups. Or, <laughs> yeah. and instead of who wants to gummy smoke, bears it's be or something, it's like gonna be who wants the loops. The only, the only way the Street Profits have a chance is if they start doing a green mist, but with lean in their mouth. And I want them okay, to purple purple mist. I want purple mist. Actually, purple mist. I want Montez Ford to be handed a codeine bottle, like an actual. <laughs> I want them to zoom in on it. I want him to. Mi- I wanted to have the purple Jolly Rancher in his mouth. Shit. <laughs> Angelo Dachshund hands him Sprite. He puts the Sprite in his mouth then immediately pours Cody in his mouth and spits it on his opponents. Jeez. That would be fucking hilarious. WWE creative, hire me. <laughs> God. Yeah, no, I guess that's true. I'm mostly like watching Montez wrestle. Um, but their promos are funny. I want Montez Ford and Ricochet to team up together. That would be amazing. I want Bianca Belair and Montez Ford to just be the tag team. And that's it. And I just want I could actually really fuck with that. Yeah. And then have them finally admit have that it's Montez Ford's lips on her back. Yeah. yeah but we all know that the WWE would never do intergender matches because I could really play. fuck with a Montez Ford, Bianca Belair versus Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae well, match. Like, well, like Bianca Belair or like Rhea Ripley are like realistically the most Tessa Blanchard that WWE has. Yeah. Like, but Candice LeRae also has that background of intergender wrestling. That's true. And I want to see her do a dick fucking a fucking dick flip to Montez Ford. <laughs> and I want her to like grab below his knees to like set it up for it. God. Oh my God. <laughs> Chris got it. Chris got it. <laughs> All right. Maybe okay. I'll- Oh, it's my turn now. Yep, All right. Circle. So, uh, my first tag team is uh, somebody who, or some people who somebody. I've been, yeah, one person. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, uh, this team has been somewhat new in the length of professional wrestling, even though they have been wrestling for quite a bit uh, as singles. But this is uh, the Lucha Bros. Uh, oh if you didn't, God. if you didn't know. They're actually brothers, and they do Lucha Libre together. They're actually brothers. Yeah, that'll that'll be like their sitcom. God. Two brothers joining wrestling. <laughs> but uh, Jerry's knock on the door, and Pentagon Junior answers and yells, "Zero miedo." <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I just want, so I want, I want to see a sitcom of those two now, and I want Pentagon's only lines to ever be serious. Yeah, yeah. Like, all he does is, like, practice with the katana, too, because he's an undead samurai in commentary. He doesn't make that. <laughs> and so he's just like, <sighs> Phoenix goes to talk to him. What are you doing? Saddle. Metal. Yeah. yeah. He's playing Fruit Ninja in real life by himself. <laughs> Dude, make that Shady, a cartoon. Honestly, Shady that would be so fucking. Here while he does it. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then at, and then fucking Phoenix wants to hang out with Pentagon, and he just doesn't want to hang out with him, and he yeah. and then he like tells himself, and he's like, "Animal." <laughs> and then in true tradition to to end that cartoon, Pentagon commits seppuku. So it ends with After. Pentagon dying. <laughs> oh my god, you killed Pentagon! You bastards! <laughs> And then Vampiro is there babysitting them the entire oh time. My. But right. anyways, Lucha Bros. Lucha Bros. Uh, they actually started a single stars in 2007. Um, even though Phoenix didn't get signed to AAA up until 2011, so he was just wrestling independently. Uh, but Pentagon was wrestling for AAA since about that time. Um, they, of course, gained notoriety in AAA, moving along to later in time where they ended up being part of Lucha Underground, which is where they mostly are known for, or where a lot of people started realizing, you know, how fucking sick they are. Um, so they started getting American bookings. Yeah, exactly. They started getting American bookings. They started working in PWG. They started working in Chikara. They started working in MLW, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but they, they didn't tag in, in Lucha. At all. No, not They at were all. just single stars. Same um, thing with um, Jack Evans and Angelica. Though, yeah, they were, all, they, yeah, they were enemies. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, they're, at least f- from what I was able to research, they uh, their first public tag was in PWG in 2016, uh, that Bolo weekend against the Young Bucks, which they lost. But uh, then they ended up coming back the next year and beating... Which is actually one of my notable matches was the Lucha Bros beating the Young Bucks and Ricochet and Matt Seidel in PWG 2017. God tier match. Go back and watch it. Holy fuck. I love every single one of those people in that ring. And side note, Matt Riddle or Matt Seidel and Ricochet themselves were a very underrated tag team. Yeah, 100%. They're they like didn't, they didn't tag. They, yeah, they didn't, but they didn't tag consistently. No, because. Matt Seidel couldn't stop smoking weed because he kept getting banned from countries. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Japan, which is basically why he ruined his fucking New Japan career. Yeah. Fucking idiot. Anyways, going back, uh, they're actually, they've, they've been tag champs in Impact, AAA, MLW, and PWG, just to name a few. And are actually still currently the AAA and uh, HOG tag champs. Shout out to Master P. Shout out to H-O-G. Master P. Whoa. Yeah, Master P is a... Is the owner of uh, House of, of House of Glory Wrestling? I need dubs, dubs. Dude, you know Rusev's gonna get go to a, go to HOG just so he can take the golden tank to the ring. Someone book it now, Drew. Rusev is a no limit soldier. I know. <laughs> But uh, yeah, uh, also different matches that you can watch are Pentagon Jr. versus Phoenix in Lucha in Lucha Underground, which uh, they actually it wasn't a match of it themselves, but it was a six to survive match, which was an elimination match, and they actually ended up being the last two to survive, and it went it went on for at least fifteen minutes, just them two, and it was just 
fucking incredible. Go and watch it. As well as um, literally anything that the Lucha Bros do versus LAX and Impact and MLW because they just have amazing chemistry together and I cannot wait for them to be able to carry that over in ADW. Yeah. Also, if you're interested in learning more about Luch- uh, Pentagon Jr., we talked about in our episode about spooky wrestlers. Yes. Tell us that. Like plug. it. Sick review plug. It. Like it. Review it. Yeah. Check it out. Download it. Listen to it. Play it. Yeah. yeah. Tell your friend. And Drew has transformed into a Boppet. Sponsored by Hasbro. Sorry, I'm the most enthusiastic <laughs> podcaster here. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, moving along. Wrestling. <laughs> yeah. wrestling. I love talking about wrestling. <laughs> wrestling gets me fucking pumped, bro. Wrestling gets me fucking stopped. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> moving along, we have the world's greatest tag team, also known as wrestling's greatest tag team, also known as Team Angle, which is Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin. God tier. God tier athletes, way ahead of their time, just weren't booked the way that they should have. Just because apparently the WWE was like, I'm going to put these two fucking amazing, talented, collegiate amateur wrestlers together. We're going to give them the strap. But then we're just going to have them choke every time we give them a title shot. Because, of course, WWE booking. You know, Shelton Benjamin was Brock Lesnar's roommate in college. Yeah. <laughs> he was also his trainer. Yeah, they oh, also, yeah. yeah, he coached him. And they they also that up for like three months, wasn't yeah, it? They yeah. also teamed in OBW together as the Minnesota Stretching Crew. Yep. Indeed. Did not know that. Yep. Fun facts. Why not on anyone's list? Come on, guys. Um, and it's and it's actually another fun fact. Even though Shelton Benjamin just uh, he just went straight to the WWE, got signed by OVW. Charlie Haas actually started in the Indies in the Northeast, with notably, his yeah, with his brother, notably in CZW. Hell yeah! As cha- uh, as tag champs. Yep, and then his brother died. Unfortunately. Yeah, Aww. yeah, his brother died unfortunately due to right. a heart, a heart, I think either heart attack or some sort of heart condition. Yeah, it was a heart condition. I think. Yeah. R.I.P. Anyways, uh, moving along, they debuted together in October of 2002 as Team Angle, uh, then later being named as the world's greatest tag team once they split uh, They split from Kurt Angle. Uh, they actually won the WWE Tag Championship in less than four months, uh, which, whatever, you know, fucking WWE super push, and then they super fucking take away. <laughs> uh, they split up in 2004 due to being drafted to separate brands in a draft, um, and then they reformed in 2006 on Raw for a couple years until uh, 2008, which then they got split up, and then um, Charlie ended up leaving the company, and Shelton left the company shortly after that, too, um, which is also sick because they ended up going to Ring of Honor in 2010, and they ended up having fucking killer matches uh, against Kings of Wrestling, which I will get to later, and then uh, notably, they actually had a match with uh, BJ Whitmer and Rhett Titus in ROH, Final Battle 2012. Go ahead and watch it on YouTube. I just watched it earlier today. It was so fucking sick. The finish. I'm surprised that uh, BJ Whitmer did not die. But hey, that's neither here nor there. R.I.P. R.O.H. Yeah, uh, R.O.H. is going to die in the next year, unfortunately. Marty Skrull's an official free agent they're done for. No. today? Wait, really? Yeah, he's a free agent as a contract. He's wrestling at their next pay-per-view, but that's because he wants to. Yeah, he's wrestling for Final Battle, but it's on an agreement, not a contract yeah oh so, so unless they give him the title he's aw confirmed AW yeah or nxt who knows uh i would say aw more likely but hey I don't know. uh anyways uh just accomplishments two-time wwe and roh tag champs and pwi tag team of the year in 2003 uh other notable matches include them versus uh los guerreros on smackdown on smackdown which by the way i miss 
when titles used to change on TV. Don't always make it about the pay-per-view. I understand that you guys want fucking network subscriptions. I understand that you guys want eyes on the fucking network. But goddamn, change the title on TV every now and then. I understand that they did it for the New Day, which is whatever. But please do it more often. Because goddamn, TV is meaningless if you don't do it. Uh, And then... Uh, World's Greatest Tag Team versus Los Guerreros and Chris Manoa and Rhino WrestleMania 19 solid fucking match moving along to my final oh, yeah. side note yeah. real quick go ahead first off their uh, World's Greatest Tag Team their finish is my favorite tag team finisher ever the super kick into the German suplex yeah yeah. favorite fucking tag team finisher ever yeah because it looked like when when Shelton would pick him up and do the German it looked fucking legit, and it looked like he would fucking... No, Charlie Hawks would pick up the German. I thought it was the other way Shelton around. would throw the super. Oh, game. right, right, right. But, and then second side note, the Hardys versus uh, World's Greatest Tag Team won the reform in 2006. Uh, 2006, but in this match was in 20, 2007. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was at One Night Only. One of those matches. Uh, it was right after both the Hardys and World's Greatest Tag Team reformed. They had a match, and it was amazing. I'll have to go back and watch it. Yes, it was fantastic. But yeah, f- my third and final tag team are the Kings of Wrestling, uh, which is technically a stable, but for the most part, it was uh, just the tag team of Cesaro, formerly known as Claudio Castagnoli, and Chris Hero, uh, now known as Cashizono, which started in 2005. Uh, they were the Tag Team of the Year, the PWI Tag Team of the Year in 2010. Uh, they were tag champs in Chikara, mostly, uh, CZW, PWG, and ROH, uh, which also, side note, Sarah Del Rey, also known as Sarah Amato, who is a coach in WWE at the Performance Center, used to be their manager. Uh, then they reunited in 2012 in NXT for a one-off match versus CM Punk and Seth Rollins. Yeah, that match was actually not bad. Not bad at all. Um... Overall, a lot of stuff that they did was in Chikara and ROH, uh, even though they were a mainstay in PWG, um, somewhat of a mainstay in CZW, but, excuse me, yeah, a lot of Chikara, uh, Chris Hero was a, a big, big talent for Chikara, going to Japan and stuff like that, they, they would both wrestle for Noah as well, uh, they have some really good matches in Noah that I was able to watch earlier today, uh, just to name one was uh, the Kings of Wrestling versus uh, Go... Shiozaki and Shiwei Taniguchi, which was a fucking solid match. And then go back and watch uh, Kings of Wrestling versus the Briscoes in 2010. Uh, or in general, because they would just put on some really good matches. Even though fuck the Briscoes. Yeah, they're kind of racist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> can't go wrong with Chris Heroes. All right. My three teams. Uh, first, I picked the most violent players. This is a tag team in New Japan. It was going on with the GBH, the Great Bash Heel. Faction. It was uh, Toriyano, who was kind of a <laughs> right hand man. This is but this, it was a joke. this is before Toriyano was the street breaker, the corny video salesman. Um, <laughs> this was when he was bleached hair, scary Yano. Yeah. Very cool. Um, a lot of their older matches are really good. They still are kind of an active tag team. They um, had a match at um, King of Pro Wrestling this year, back in October. It was a solid match. I check it out. It was against. Um, Tanahashi and some other old uh, wrestler. I can't remember his name. But Makabe is super sick. Um, He's terrifying. Uh, He's great. Um, GBH fell apart. They still say they're like a real, they're still active, but they're not. Makabe is like the only person who might be in it. Um, You hardly see him too. Like the only time you see like uh, Makabe to like, 
just wrestle yeah. is probably like in those battle royals like at Wrestle Kingdom well, and stuff like that. Pretty much like during the tag league. Yeah. Or they don't have to do too much work. Yeah. He's also pretty much like done wrestling, so it makes sense. So um, the way it seems is the beginning of GBH, uh, Toriano was personally recruited by Makabe and kind of made him his right hand man. Um, they're both, what you see in their matches, Yano is a little more serious when he's around uh, Makabe, which seems like it's because they've been friends for so long and he's used to him being. Um, He's used to him being old Yano, deathmatch, scary Yano with bleached hair, serious Yano, the coolest Yano. <laughs> not making, not trying to make Okada laugh and everybody laugh when... Uh, yeah, not trying the, to sell your DVD. Yeah, like, trying to sell your DVD and your books. <laughs> like I said before, if I had a fantasy book, Wrestle Kingdom, uh, John Moxie would start going to New Japan shows and start messing with Yano because he <laughs> wants revenge for a streak. Push Yano to the edge and make Yano go back to being a deathmatch wrestler. <laughs> give them a deathmatch at Wrestle Kingdom. I want barbed wire electrified ropes. <laughs> Crocodiles you. in the middle of the ring. I want cro- I want them to fight. Yes, I want a crocodile. I want a moat being built around the ring at the Tokyo Dome. A <laughs> <laughs> shark cage with lasers. Um, but yeah, so this tag team never held any championships. They mostly stayed in. They did a little bit in um, Noah and um, sorry, not Noah. Uh, DDT a little bit, but they mostly stayed in New Japan where GBH was um, really stable down in. Um, any of your matches, you can search um, Yano and Makabe in New Japan World. Any of their matches that come up are really solid. Um, like I said before, Yano's a little more serious in these matches. The only real achievement they won was they were uh, Tag Team Wrestler of the Year um, in uh, 2007. That's really it. They were they formed in 2004. Um, they're sick though. Check them out. Uh, Makabe's cool. Don't watch a lot of his stuff because... He doesn't really do much anyways, yeah. Yeah. It was kind of a dark time in New Japan when he was around. (laughs) Edokioism. Yeah. Um, that one episode. My next uh, tag team I picked was The North. Uh, Recent tag team. They debuted seven months ago. They are the current Impact Tag Team Championships. uh, Champions. They uh, used to wrestle. They were actually made up of Josh Alexander and Ethan Page. Um, Shout out Ethan Page. Ethan Page is sick. Uh, Shout out Josh Alexander. Yeah. Um, both super sick Ethan Page was on Burt Kreischer's podcast recently um, it was kind of a cool interview talking about how he's doing a YouTube vlog now yeah. um, just a way for wrestlers to make more money and gives a little bit of insight in what it's like to be a wrestler he talks about how pay grades work out how you have to kind of work to go up the ranks and be a wrestler um, super sick and gives a little bit of insight into the business brother <laughs> <laughs> they used to wrestle as Monster Mafia they're both from Canada that's why they're called the North um, these wrestles Monster Mafia they held the uh uh, PWG Tag Team Championships. They held a bunch of independent promotion championships. They're both great, and one thing I noticed with watching these Impact Tag matches is there's a lot more tandem offense in Impact. The refs are a little bit more laid back when it comes to tag team matches, which gives the North like a really great opportunity to shine because neither Josh Alexander might be a little bit more of a powerhouse than Ethan Page, but like they're really both like pretty much the same size and they're yeah. pretty much the same strength, and so they both are able to do really powerful moves in tandem offense. Um, their match with the previously mentioned LAX um, in the LAX retirement match from Impact where they took the belts off them, incredible. They Very both, match. They're both so good. They're great at tag teams. Um, Impact posts most of their matches all the way through on their YouTube channel yeah. because they want you to subscribe to their YouTube channel. Um, go subscribe to them and watch basically anything. Um, you can pretty much see everything. Impact Highlights, does. top five, top ten stuff. Yeah. yeah, you can see pretty much everything Impact does. Um, it's probably they probably post more on their YouTube channel than Impact Plus. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, I can tell you that from experience. And now my favorite tag team around, my favorite tag team, possibly ever, <laughs> maybe not ever, but I'm a huge fan of this tag team. 
G-O-D, Gorillas of Destiny. It's the intro song for this week's episode. I'm a huge fan of G-O-D. Um, they're both members of Bullet Club. It is Tomatonga and Tonga Loa. Um, Tomatonga is so good in the ring. He's so He's, smooth. Yeah. His drop kicks are so good. Um, and Tonga Loa is okay. Um, Tonga is a great, strong wrestler. Yeah, he's for being a great yeah for being guy. a product of the WWE system. Yeah, yeah, he's a great wrestler. Um, they're both members of Bullet Club. We're going to talk a lot about Bullet Club in our seven-hour episode, <laughs> um, seven-part series. Yeah, yeah. seven-part series. Seven, seven, one part, seven hours. No, we're not going to do that. One part, seven hours. One part. We are not going to do You've that. Been we, we are going to explode my computer if we have to. <laughs> one part. Seven hours, Bullet Club. Live. By the end will be BCOGs. <laughs> but G.O.D. is the current uh, ta- IWGP Tag Team Champions. Hey. They've held them on for a long time. The heavyweight, uh, heavyweight champions, champions, yeah. yeah. They're great. Um, I like them a lot. Watch any of their matches. They're super solid. Their matches with the Young Bucks were great. Um, Tomatonga's solo stuff is great. His match in the G1 uh, two years ago with uh, Kenny Omega is incredible. Yeah. Um, Everything they do is great. That, that was right around the time there was desolation in the Beast B, right? Yeah, yeah. That was right before um, Kenny Omega. That would have been the. That was when he won the um, that was. thing. But that was when there was the BCOGs and the Elite feuding. Um, what is which, that like? Twenty eighteen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So right before they moved on to start AEW. Um, but yeah, also Tomatonga threatened to fight Enzo Amore, which I appreciate. That's super sick. Super sick. <laughs> Tomatonga's Twitter is gold. I love Tomatonga. Apparently, they're related to Roman Reigns because they're part of the Simone Dynasty, apparently. Yeah. Uh, they're probably also related to The Rock. <laughs> Somehow. Yeah. Yeah, I watched an interview with the Usos, and they couldn't even tell like how they're related to The yeah. Rock. <laughs> I could tell you how I'm related to The Rock. Come at me, Usos. <laughs> Are you part of the family tree? Yeah. Yeah, I'm part of it. I have my tribal tattoo. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm a part of the tribe. Anyway. All right, Bryson. Go ahead. All right. Close this out, Bryson. Close this out. Close them out. All right. Well, to start, I'll get it out of the way. My first favorite tag team of all time is the APA, even though fuck JBL. JBL's a boomer. Yeah. But... <laughs> I and apparently that JBL and the APA, my god, that lariat he used to throw. By God. If you're from Texas and you're meant to be a wrestler, you'll be coming out of the womb throwing a lariat to you. <laughs> <laughs> you'll hit your mother with a lariat. You'll be fucking six seven, like three twenty, yeah. and just like start hitting I people think, with lariats. I think Hangman Page was born and as a baby he gave his mom a freaking buckshot lariat. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of off topic and not to get Bryson derailed, but I can't remember what wrestler I saw recently, but it was this black woman. Shout out to her. There's a picture of her throwing the nastiest looking lariat at some dude, and she titled the the picture of her throwing the lariat Lariat Tubman. Hell <laughs> <laughs> was it? Yeah, it, was. it might have been Big Swole, but it was the funniest, greatest thing I've ever seen. Love it. Big Swole <laughs> is sick. Joshi Killer, please. Joshi Killer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for those who don't know what a Joshi wrestler is, it's just female wrestler. Female Japanese wrestler. It's uh, just context clues. <laughs> but um, the APA, when I was a kid, you know, they looked like they were legitimately beating up guys. Coming to find out 20 years later, they were legitimately beating up guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <All> backstage. <laughs> well, not even backstage when fucking, uh, who was it that came from ECW, the dude's eye? Uh... Was it BWO? No, it was before that. <laughs> It was. 
It was a tag team. Fuck, I can't remember their names now. It wasn't the Dudleys, was it? No. It was right before the Dudleys. It was like the first like tag team from ECW to cross. Oh, it was the, uh who, during the who did wars. the total domination. Yeah. Um no, it wasn't the Eliminators. It was um Or Total Elimination, I mean. Not the t- Fuck, it was the they dressed up like as typical nineties nine New York dudes, dude. They were rocking the Tims, they had baggy shorts, they were fat dudes. Anyways, Terrible workers. Three, it's like three something, right? Or no, it was, fuck, I can't remember. I'll remember it for the, the next podcast. The more you describe it, it sounds like Balls Mahoney to me. <laughs> R.I.P. Balls Mahoney. But they were just, they weren't very good wrestlers. WWE signed them because they were signing everybody because WCW was signing everybody at the same time. These guys came in with really bad attitudes. They got put in a feud with the APA and the APA said, we're going to win our whole feud. And these guys said no and... Bradshaw was like, my dick is this big, so you're going to lose. (laughs) (laughs) And so these guys said no, and so they said, all right, we'll see you out in the match. Out in the match, they literally just shot on the whole time. Like, we're doing full shots with chairs to the head. JBL's doing stiff-ass punches. When they started, they started from that um, shoot little tournament they had, didn't they? Right? No, it, yeah, yeah kind of. The punching, the punching, the punching, like, 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 yeah, the, the boxing. Oh, they yeah. start. They started around that time, right? Yeah, they, they started, started around that time. Well, no, they started because they were the when they joined. Uh, they started off as the acolytes when they were in the ministry. Oh, of I remember that. I remember okay. that. Yeah. And then yeah. after the ministry of darkness folded, they became the acolyte protection agency, mm-hmm. okay. and so they they stopped being gothic, whatever dorks. And started just being their own self, basically. But that was right after Ron Simmons left uh, the nation, right? Yeah. The nation, yep. <laughs> yeah, because Rock kicked him out of the Some nation. black power shit, baby. And then he was like, fuck you, I'm going to hang out with this racist old dude. <laughs> yeah, he, he went from black power shit to fucking pre-maga, bro. Like, <laughs> Pretty uh, much, dude. If we need to explain, uh, Chris is African. So. <laughs> but um, <laughs> He is of African descent. Basically, so we, can we ain't going to yeah. go that far, okay? <laughs> but Let's get it right. Afro-African. The APA was just known for being hard hitters. They were problem solvers. They were big dudes that drank, gambled, and smoked cigars. They just—they were problem solvers. They were super sick. A their couple intro of music is hard as shit. Their intro music is just a straight up. It's just a fucking beatdown riff. Straight up. And then I don't know. They—they they never had really ever really matches that were like five star classics. They were fucking big dudes that beat up small dudes for cash. <laughs> that was pretty much it. They had a couple of title runs. Then Farouk retired. JBL became racist and won the title. And Damn. pretty much was Donald Trump before Donald Trump was Donald Trump. Straight up. WWE Hall of Famer. Yeah, if you think, yeah, if you think about it. <laughs> WWE yeah. Hall of Famer Donald Trump. See, it all makes sense. <laughs> yeah, if you think about it, he was on fucking CNBC and like fucking all the money channels. Yeah, he, he was on Money Talks and all those stock trading shows. Yeah, so he Yikes. became Donald Trump. <laughs> but so they were sick. Uh, my second favorite tag team of all times is the Motor City Machine Guns. I don't so think, fucking sick. I don't think there was a tag team or even two wrestlers that were more influential to the indie style during that time than Chris Sabin and Alex Shelley. Their moves that they were doing together as uh, Motor City Machine Guns, their innovative offense was just off the charts. They had classics with literally everybody... Uh, Chris Saban's the only person, even to this day, who's ever kicked out of, out of the 3D from the Dudley Boys. Um, they retired the Dudley Boys for the first time, legitimately. Uh, they had matches with the Young Bucks and TNA that were fucking classics. Back when they were still Generation um, Me. Back when they were Generation Me. They had amazing matches with Bad Influence, who, or, uh, yeah, Bad Influence, who was Tricky, uh, Kazarian, and Christopher Daniels. They had amazing matches with everybody. They both had okay 
singles runs, but they are much better as a tag team. You know, Shelly went off and did the time slitter. Yeah, he did the time slitter with Kushida, which was great. Chris Saban worked with pretty much whoever he could. Um, shout, out that, shout out to meeting Chris Saban IRL. He shout out to really meeting nice. Chris Saban IRL, which was super sick, super nice guy. And me and Birdo got the pleasure to see Motor City Machine Guns reformed, which was one of the coolest experiences of my life. And then they had an awesome run with matches with the likes of the Hardys, the Young Bucks, and their ROH from 2016 to 2017 were fucking insane. That ladder match they had with The Addiction, Motor City, Motor City Machine Guns, and the Young Bucks at, uh, fuck, it was 2017, and it was WrestleMania weekend, where oh. they all died. Was not that was, so they didn't name it Final Battle. No. Yeah, that was like the match right before the Hardys. Yeah, that was the match where like Frankie Kazarian went to the hospital and all that stuff. They made it a part on the BTE. Um, but the Motor, Motor City Machine Guns are, other than my number one pick, the best tag team in the ring as far as I'm concerned over any promotion. Um, they're... They're just iconic. They've done so much for the business. I mean, you talk to any guy from the independent scene right now who their top, top ten wrestlers of all time are, Chris Saban or Alex Shelley or both will be on that list because of how amazing they were. They're very smooth. They're very underrated, they unfortunately. They're very underrated, and I think the WWE could have built a tag team division around them. If they would have signed them in like 2010 when they wanted to, they could have signed, they could have started like a cruiserweight tag division. The only issue is that the WWE doesn't sign people as shorter than 5'10", apparently. Yeah. Back then. Back then. Um, but Motor, Motor City Machine Guns, I mean, amazing. Seeing them live just cemented that fact. Um, they're great. Number one tag team of all time for me, obviously, is the Young Bucks. There is not a better tag team on the planet right now than the Young Bucks in terms of merch, in terms of the hype that they've built for themselves over the last six years. Consistent match quality. Consistent match quality. They put on, I mean, I think the worst... Bucks match I've ever seen would still be a four star match. <laughs> you, I mean, you look at the stuff they did in PWG um, against the likes of the Lucha Bros, the Monsters, the fuck everybody from ranging from Red Dragon to fucking world's prettiest tag team, world's prettiest tag team to everybody. The Young Bucks have worked everywhere. They worked with everybody. They've Hardys. Fucking Pretty much you name it. Yeah, you with, name it, they've worked with them. Yeah, they've worked with the Dudleys. And they're not, like, they're barely, like, 30. Yeah. yeah. Matt's, Matt's like 32. 34. Or, I thought he was 33. He was born in 85. Oh. 34. Matt's... 30? Nick's, yeah, Nick's a year older than me. He's 30. Um, they've been wrestling together. I mean, they've been wrestling together for... 60. Yeah, you wait, wait to age But yourself. they've been wrestling together as a tag team for... I think it's 12 years at this point. Yeah. It's longer than that. It's probably longer than that. It probably is because they fucking have. Well, because they have they like high risk ring wrestling in their backyard. Yeah, high risk wrestling, um, but they're just they have the best tag team offense. They're, I mean, they're just they're the best tag team, and they will go down down in history as, if not one of the best tag teams ever. Good Christian yeah. boys. <laughs> they're, good they're good Christian, good Christian boys. boys. They they're don't the, curse. They're. <laughs> Absolutely on the Mount Rushmore of independent wrestling. If you ask Kevin Steen and anybody five down years five years down the road who they build there, dude, they made Kevin Mount Steen Rushmore. not cuss on promos. Yeah, they made Kevin Steen not cuss when he was a very bad cussing boy. <laughs> yeah, he said, "What the f? <laughs> you son of a b? You son of you a piece b. of s? You cut that s out, cussy boy." Um, but I mean, they've worked from 
everywhere from Ring of Honor to House of Glory to New Japan to, New Japan, to Noah to WWE jobbing out, but they've worked literally everywhere. They've held, held every title. Triple they made it possible a, for anyway. independent wrestlers to become millionaires to make an actual living off of what they're doing. They show that you don't need to be tied to a system to become a professional wrestler and make money doing it, even though they're being that system now. Um, yeah. Counterculture, though. True. Yeah. But they just... They're just the most iconic tag team. Everybody gives them shit for killing the kayfabe or overusing the super kick or overdoing their moves. Too many false finishes, but that's what I love about them. The wrestling is supposed to be a character culture as itself, and they're literally saying fuck you to this. We're going to do it our way, which... They've been showing to do that. I mean, by building them their old... Like, they built their own company. (laughs) Well, that whole punk rock mentality, that's what made wrestling in the 90s so cool. Is the NWO came in and said, we're going to do it our way. The Young Bucks are just doing that differently. Mm. But Without. people are stuck in this 1995 bullshit Jim Cornette fucking Rip Rogers, who also had me blocked on Twitter, so fuck you, Rip Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brad Shepard, you're next. You Brad Shepard, you're next, you piece of S. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but they've worked with everybody ranging from you F&B. private parties to the Midnight Express to the Hardy Boys to the Dudley Boys to literally everybody in between. Mm. They've worked with everybody... Other than Booker T, everybody loves them. I think that, no, they squashed the They beat. squashed it with Booker T. Yeah. But everybody loves them. They're respectful guys. They've built, they've made a wrestling company where it's completely inclusive. It doesn't matter who you are. If you can get over, you're going to get over. You could be Marco Stunt. Unfortunately. <laughs> God, I fucking hate Marco Stunt. Marco Stunt's Canadian destroyer. Or whatever he did where Luchasaurus and uh, Jungle Boy threw him into Frankie's See, ring. that was sick. That was, yeah, that was but, sick. But that everybody does a Canadian destroyer now, so it's nothing new to me. Like Pentagon, he does a running Canadian destroyer now. I know, so but he got thrown by a dinosaur who has a master's degree. <laughs> yeah. But if you didn't know, fuck you. Marco Stunt. That's all I'm gonna end with by saying fuck Marco Stunt and fuck the genuine Wrestle Boys. <laughs> Don't listen to their podcast. Don't listen to their podcast. It's trash. Listen to ours. I've listened to every single one of their episodes. So have I. <laughs> I love them, but fuck them. Yeah, they're great. They're and great. Fuck you, Isai, for not replying to our challenge, you coward. Well, the show got the show got. Uh... Oh wait, no, I thought you were talking about when he was gonna come. No. no. The Survivor Series challenge, you coward. Fucking cowards. I cowards. They don't want the smoke. Next division match. They don't want the smoke. I demand next, next division Someone match. hit on Matt Riddle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you all being, for listening. Being um, ripped for a 15 year old. <laughs> yeah. Bro. He, has a, he has a great body for a teenage boy. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Uncle Meltz. <laughs> Uncle Dave strikes again. Yep. Randy um, Orton said the N word on Twitch. If you like this episode, be sure to rate and review us. Um, follow us on Twitter at Ring Obernopolis. We're trying to build up a Twitter following. Also, thank you to our guests. You guys have anything to plug? Anything important? Your Twitter, Instagram, anything? No. Do you guys care? No. Nah. I shit post a lot on Twitter. Don't Sick. follow me. Uh, <laughs> killer of the soul. Don't do it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Young sleep.